a thing for me is money. Mm-hmm. Like I make pretty good money, but I'm also really like as much as I'm good at making money, I'm so much better at spending it. <laughs> like I'm in fucking incredible at spending money, you know. is the Bill Squire Show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Bill Squire Show. Uh, like, subscribe, and share, because I always forget that. Uh, so do do that. Do the like, subscribe, and share. Uh, and, and turn on that little bell. The little bell. And it gives you notifications. We want you to do that. And you can favorite accounts. Yeah. You see it in the feed. I don't know any other yeah. way to do it. But. There's things like that. Yeah. That's what, like, we, they all have our social media. Right. What we want is the notifications on and that. That's, we're not annoying. We, yeah. It's not like we're going to overpower We want P1 your... fans that are just kicking yeah. ass for us. Uh, interact with our stuff. Tommy LC. That's me. And Pants. Is he a cop or is he not? I'm a cop this week. (sighs) We're kind of all cops this week for now. We're going to not be cops later. Fuck cops. Saving until for after class. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just because I forgot to bring stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We like to support local, you know? Yeah. Thank you. And I appreciate that. Old 86 bar. We should talk about, because this will be perfect. This will come out next week. On, uh, I've been doing Sunday night release at 9 p.m. on YouTube where people can watch along, and uh, we're going to keep doing that. Uh, but it's the first DJ set mm-hmm. at Old 86. Featuring the one and only DJ Alan Klump. Um, also Is that known... his real name? No. I was going to say <laughs> it's, he, so, so he also performs and writes music as Choir Boy. Mm-hmm. But Choir Boy is the name of that band. Right. But he basically is like the quarterback and the of Trent quarter, Reznor yeah. of that project. Yeah. So he, when he DJs under the name Alan Klump. Very talented guy, very super kind guy, and he's going to be- And it's a vinyl set. Yep, all vinyl set. I um, love that. Yeah, we- I'm a big vinyl guy. So. We, um, we're we doing it. So the next Friday uh, from 10 to 2, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m., um, we're going to have Alan come out and uh, do a vinyl set, and it's going to get a little weird. We like good. that. Is yeah. this a one-and-done thing? or going to do it I mean, we're doing, this is like the floodgates opening for us to have DJs. I mm-hmm. obviously would love to have Alan in regularly, and we're going to work that out. But this is like, you know, we're christening the, 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 the deal, nice. whatever what? you want to call it. So and I'm very excited. You're going to be in New Jersey? Yeah, yeah. I know. And dick down in New Jersey. Yeah. What did you What did you say? I was getting my what in the chat. My gabagold. Yeah, you're getting gabagold. <laughs> <laughs> Are you bringing Bruce Springsteen? Yes. No. Oh. That would be, Imagine. That'd be pretty cool. Imagine. That he looks one. great for a 73. Like he looks looks like a 500 million dollar man for sure. And that he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he's one of those guys that, like, he's wildly popular and people love him, but, like, his stuff has just never been anything that I'm like, hooray. Oh, it's I love like, the boss. You love the boss? I love him. Yeah. I finally got to see him live. It was it was special. Yeah. And, again, people have that relationship with him. Like, I like him. I think he's I think You don't fine. have to bang him if you don't want to. <laughs> I think you should. Not I think you should, you should only bang him if you don't want to. Oh, okay. Because that'll make him, I think, come harder. You think? Be- yeah, because he. Do you think that? The- yeah, because he's fucked so many women. Probably, okay, right. He's he's the boss. He's the boss. So he's and they all want to bang him so bad. He needs somebody. So to- if he was somebody that wasn't as into okay. it, then he felt like he actually had to try work harder. For it, yeah. yeah, I okay. think I think that'd be I don't know, like, good seen, for him. If you've seen that guy perform. I don't think I don't think he takes any plays off in the sack. He's very. Yeah, but if you're doing all that on stage, <laughs> do you have anything left in the tank for the? The post game. I'm you know? sure. Yeah. I'm sure he does. Yeah. yeah. yeah you think he knows, like, he fucks. Yeah, fucks, but does it, like, Dancing does he dark. fuck to come or does he fuck because he likes to fuck? He wants to fuck. I he think. wants to fuck. Yeah. Well, he fucks. Because there's, he there's to... people that just fuck to come. They're just, and like, I want to come. They want to go from come, point A to point B. But I'm not just there to get my come. And mm-hmm. like, I, I need other people to come. I, yeah, I like, out of the gate. I like to. I'm a giver. I want everybody involved to. Be I don't like to come until the girl comes. At least I was once. Say, I think everyone wants to come. I, yeah. I don't think no, there are there are like, but is, but there's but there's dudes especially that will come and they're done. 
I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, those they're, dudes are they're coming turds. done. Yeah. That's yeah. just turd behavior. Right. That's also like they're not trying to get the girl excited. They're mm-hmm. not trying to like make the girl girl give girl pleasure in any way. They're just like uh, I'm gonna hold. All, all I want is to nut mm-hmm. as fast as I can. Yep. Yeah. That's no. Nah, that's fuck boy. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. And and I'm 43 years old. I'm a fuck man. <laughs> so so am I. Yeah. <laughs> this, this week, this week, oh boy. This week was nuts. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Nuts. The first week. Nuts on nuts. The ex girlfriend's out. If anybody don't don't listen to this. Bill, you look, <laughs> Bill, your hair like right now looks like a man that's been doing been nothing fucking. but fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Some fucking. That's fucking it's hair. Been, yeah. it's, it's fucking hair. And it was so yeah. Uh I, listen, man. Whatever the arrangement is that you got, it, it, it is what it is. I I just uh, I'm gonna have sex with people. Yeah. Go on dates with them and be be safe. Enjoy your summer. I'm summer be ain't safe. Over, I know. I got a lot of summer to pack into one summer month. Summer winter. Buddy. Yeah. Who cares? It could be any month. Well, yeah, but I mean, yeah. the pool helps too. Just fun. I guess. Yeah. Like I just the Pools pool in general are, yeah. is just fun. Yeah. To go yeah. Down the pool. I got you. Uh. So. Uh, Pants and I did a wrestling match. Yes. Yeah. And, yes. Uh, Why? What was the beer? Uh, what we were drink drinking a lot. I drank pretty heavily on Sun- Sunday. Yeah, Sunday we were. were I I, I really hadn't been drinking that much, and then Sunday, uh, I I kind of went to town because uh, one of the girls like she she came over earlier and we swam earlier, but we didn't really get drunk because she had other stuff to do. And then when she came back, that's when we just were like going for it, and so. Uh, just really got got pretty good and drunk there, but it's like the the perfect level of like where you know you're so drunk, but it's not like sick or anything like that. You you feel good. You, you're having a, just the best time. And so, uh, towards the end of the pool evening, because it was like an evening pool session, I was like, pants, let's wrestle. <laughs> I was like, oh, all right, all right. I'm down. Who might have backed down from a challenge? And who won? So round one. Went to me. Okay. Bill Bill hit me with, like, a trip move that I feel like he's been practicing for a long time. <laughs> it was very slick. And what I will say to that is, I mean, that's just instinctual mm-hmm. kind of thing when you have older brothers that would try. So, like, you know you're not going to be able to overpower power them, so you just go for the sweep the leg, karate kid kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so it was right there. And you were not expecting it at all. So that one was easy. Then you were expecting it. And we went from like kind of just grappling up here to our shins just slamming into each other again and again. <laughs> and uh, he won the second round. Because for the record, I'm terrible at wrestling and martial arts. Like any grappling, even though I've spent years training it, I'm fucking awful at it. Yeah, I've never spent any time. So you really are bad. I'm bad. Because <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm no, just no, like, I'm just trying to use sheer force. But the second one, I got, I kept getting, I wanted to get what's called the underhooks. Yeah. You know, you get your arm, you get low, the low man wins. And I forget, I, mean, well, I forget how I won the second round, but. Well, you got pretty low, and then you got. Uh, I think I lifted you a little bit, and then yeah, you and the, you. yeah, you got you kind of went for like a suplex kind of thing. Yeah, it was like uh, su- body to yeah. body suplex. He just got his arms around. It was a me. very hot yeah, scene. Very gay, if very you gay. were just watching, it <laughs> yeah. was hot. Why didn't you record it? Because uh, we were fighting. We probably could have we Yeah, we, yeah, like, we should have had Sarah film it. Yeah. I don't think it would have been as good as if it was premeditated. Also, uh, <laughs> with your. Uh, acknowledged fear of whales. I think this would have only hurt. Just big things in the water. Uh, yeah, there's not... a lot of beef moving around yeah. in, in the ocean that day. So, and then the third round, I won, but on a technicality because Pants tried to go low, but submerge himself underwater. So if you go underwater, so I was like, okay, that's that. Yeah. Just, and then I, you kept I like going. Up. I'm like, no, dude, I won. Yeah. So. Well, I wanted to suplex. Suplex of He's going for the same move low, again. And yeah. then I kept dunking my head under, and Bill's like, Yeah, you just lost. That's, yeah, like, oh, that's, a, that's a wet fart of a way to lose, but yeah, it is to the to it was it was a good drunk wrestling match. Mm-hmm. I regret nothing. It was a good, it was a good time. Um, so do you want to talk about self care or anal sex? Anal. Okay, uh, anal. I, yeah, I didn't know there was going to be a plan B. Well, because we were B. supposed to talk about anal sex last week, but we didn't get to it. Plan B for butt. Um, you were? Yeah. Yeah. P- Pants and I were going to talk about how it's just like it used to be 
this crazy thing like, oh my god. Yeah. It's the kinkiest oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. of kinky to do it in I the butt. That, and yeah. now it's just third base. Like it's like it's not that big of a deal. Eating ass is like a comment. solid double in 2023. Right. It's just Yeah. That's like a, it's like the new handshake, yeah. I feel like. To the point where like there's <laughs> girls that I again, this goes back to guys that just fuck to come, just they don't they don't do any Thing pleasurable for the woman, so I, I think there's a lot of women out there that get with some guy that's just trying to jam it in and not. Oh yeah, no, so much work and not trying to warm it up. Right. It's, I mean, it's, it's a, a crisscross song. Without warm it up, without Chris, getting into nitty gritty for me, the, I've had it. I don't have it often. Yeah. But yeah, it's still. But I'm not even just talking about like butt play, di- dick and butt. You're like, just talking about yeah. like generally general fool, fooling ass, around back yeah, there. Yeah, that's like, what we're talking. Eating yeah. ass. Finger or you know, same does it. Yeah, just don't foreplay. Right, and yeah, that's, that's the thing is like yes. the foreplay, and it's it it can be very. Do you good see this foreplay. man with his belly hanging out? Yeah, he's, he's she gets her place right. Here's her touch. Uh, so like later. like w- one person, uh, th- they said their new favorite thing is to get uh, two in the pink and a thumb in the stink, and the shocker. Yeah, they, you know. Originally, they're like, I don't really like this, but now they're like, I think it's my favorite thing. Not the pinky, the thumb. So it's like a bowling a bowl, ball. I was going to yeah, say a bowling kind of, ball. <laughs> <laughs> Good it's, God. It's that kind of thing. And <laughs> she, she, she's like, did you have your thumb in my ass? And I was like, yeah. She's like, how far? And I was like, I don't know, like maybe half an inch. Like not much. <laughs> like probably just like the nail. Like, didn't measure, man. Yeah. <laughs> and and she's like, well, next time we're gonna use a tape measure. <laughs> Mom's definitely gonna I have to just skip right because she liked it. So Mom's it definitely gonna have to skip this episode. <laughs> oh yeah, Marcy, don't don't listen, Marcy. Um, listen, your boy's talking about eating butt on the airwaves this this week. <laughs> and uh, she was all nervous. She's like, oh, I hope my butt was clean. I'm like, it's very clean, very clean. Nice clean butt. I mean, you're not. I've seen some that are not so clean. Really? Yeah. And not even that they're not clean. It's that they're like, I don't know. I've I've had some that like you can tell like I don't want to lick that one. But there's something like (laughs) Like, I'm I'm right there. You gotta gotta be ready. You have to have like a sixth sense for it. Uh, um, It also helps having the bidet in the bathroom. Bidets. Mm People, we don't talk about that. It's just a life-changing product, but mm-hmm. to prepare the field for battle, yeah, it's a great implement. Do you have a bidet, Tom? No, I don't. Thomas. I know. I know. I don't have Thomas, it, it's going to change your life. I know. I'm going to order one right now. Do you know the average time of me sitting I'm on the kidding. toilet is like half pooping and then half just sitting there? Just spraying. Just spraying. Just like, I, I make dad. like weird adult noises mm. when I use it, like, like. Not cum noises, but like it's <laughs> an un, it's an unspeakable noises? comfort of like putting yeah. freshly washed. I mean, I've used them before. I like them. I just we haven't you haven't Tar- made the move. Time. Tarly yeah. fucks with the toilet. I really I can just imagine him fucking with that. I don't. I can't imagine your your dog will be able to operate a knob. Yeah, like you have to turn a dial. You don't. I don't know how talented don't your dog is. I don't, my mean, dog. I don't mean. I you know I, I spoke out of school. About your, your yeah, dog's abilities. My dog who shuts himself into the bathroom. I think you'll be all right. I think you should get it. I think you should get it a day. All right. I think it's link it's me the affordable. one I should link me the one okay. I should uh, I'll, I'll acquire. Say link the one that I got AJ, which for, okay for Christmas. Noted. Thanks. You're welcome. You'll save a it's you'll like save a bucks. boat. You'll save a buttload on toilet paper. Yeah. That was one Not thing. Not really though. No, because you ha- you're, you're you still gotta dry your ass. Yeah. Yeah. Just like a, but it takes like a little dab. It yeah. doesn't take much. It doesn't take much toilet yeah. paper to dry your butt after a bidet use. I I <laughs> I use very little toilet paper. Like you get a good spray in there, you dry your butt, and then like I'll go through like one of those mega rolls like um lasts over a month. Hmm. And okay. when I the have ex no was idea living with me, my... she was a toilet clumper. She used so um. much toilet paper. <laughs> and, like, this is one of those things where it it's – she's like, why did you tell me these things? I'm like, because whenever I tell you anything, you go, oh, you're going to give me a complex. So you stop telling people stuff. When, you know, there's people that can receive criticism and there's people that can't. Yeah. And when you can't receive it, 
and go, okay, I'm hearing you, and you just get defensive and really like argumentative about it or or like dismissive of it, then it, it makes people not want to tell you things. Yeah. And and that is uh, the end of the anal sex segment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the, I, uh, um, my girlfriend, oh. it was, uh, we were having some drinks like a week or so ago, and she just like at a certain point, she like wound up to tell me something profoundly personal and very like I was like, winding up for it to be a serious issue. And she like leans in, and she goes, "I know you were farting in the bathroom the other day." <laughs> and I was like, "That's where you go to do that." Yeah. Just, but I knew as soon as you you closed the door, it was for farts. Yeah, that's, was, okay. that's very kind to of you. Yeah, it was like an intimate moment. Aww. But yeah, she she yeah, was just like. I go, could you hear it? Were you like putting a glass up to the door? Like, with your ear? like one good thing right now, my diet has been very cleaned up, so I am not a very gassy man. No, nice. I'm not no, eating a lot normally of, not. Like, uh, so, but there's definitely, you know, when I was just eating whatever, like, there was a lot of farts. And, yeah, dude. Yeah, so no, like, the more not greens you're eating, trouble and... not farting around, uh, my guests. Good on you, buddy. Yeah, as funny as I think farts are. There's the, a time and place. Farting yeah. around women, it's just number Brandon one. Brandon and I don't fart in front of each other. We've been together over ten years. Mm-hmm. We do not. Yeah. Farting women don't fart. Yeah, you're right. And women don't poop. That either. So, who needs um, a bidet? I disagree. <laughs> Hell no. My kids. Oh, well, well, they would fucking launch going. these rockets <laughs> into the toilet. And just leave them there because they were all afraid of flooding the toilet. So they'd rather you happen upon their fucking giant shit. So this is like their teenage years when they just leave fucking <laughs> zeppelins in the toilet. <laughs> and then I'm like, flush your goddamn poop. And then like, they're like, what was me? I'm like, no, it's one of you three. <laughs> one of you guys took a big stinker and just please flush it. And but they had this complex because they lived in older houses that had bad plumbing. I'm like, but this this is a good this this one sucks them down. This toilet <laughs> sucks down. That's the shits of all the of all the pun not intended shit you got to eat as a as a parent. That one seems like a special. Uh, oh, it was just so because of the the denial, and then just like it's the easiest thing to just flush the toilet, like flush the toilet, and and then if it floods, it floods. Like we'll deal, but like. It's it's such a rare thing. If you just don't overload it with toilet paper, it's gonna be that's, fine. You know, as a, I remember, me and my my brother were little. We would literally go through like a half a roll of toilet paper after we we yeah used the bath. Yeah. We, we were the worst. And uh, I'm reminded of the time my dad came home from work, and the guy worked like seventy hours a week as a cop, and he came home, and me and my brother loved to talk about poop and boogers and farts and burps and shit. And my dad had had himself a day. And he sat down, and me and my brother were, like, farting and burping, and he just goes, he's sitting next to my mother, and I can see his eyes bloodshot, just turns be red. He goes, I am sick and tired of the talk about boogers and farts and poop and pee. And then I, if you cam, if you pan the camera over to my mom, who is sitting next to him, she's crying laughing because <laughs> this man was just irate and furious yelling all the words at once and then uh, then my dad I, had to go take a walk I could not imagine anybody laughing when my dad would yell no. like, oh was it like, it was scary I mean like, yeah I that's yeah like I'm sure you guys were terrified but like my mom would never laugh either it's not that he would ever even like ever got like violent or angry towards my mom but like he just would get so mad yeah, yeah. oh my dad never even he definitely yelled here and there, but he normally just had to glare. Yeah. And then we that's... chilled the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> well, my dad would yell at work, and that's where, like, you know, he, he's running this company and dealing with idiots that were construction, and there were plenty that knew what they are doing, but there's a lot of idiots, too. Mm-hmm. And so he'd just be screaming all the time, just always screaming, and, like, that would spill over into – on certain days into home life so uh but it was well, he never yelled at us the way he yelled at the guys that work for him so it was i definitely yeah. yeah you live with a guy long enough you you're he just you're gonna get yelled at i was yeah. i got yelled at a little bit 
but not a lot. I mean, it definitely. But I lived yeah, in it was fear more reprimand and more like glare. Like, yeah, yeah, he what never are you doing here. Like, I thought he I, was yeah, never like yeah. he never raised a hand or anything. Yeah. He didn't. He, he didn't. I saw my dad yoke up my brother once. He didn't hit him or anything, but my brother was probably seventeen at the time, mm-hmm. and my dad uh, put him against the uh, refrigerator. Like off the ground, and I was just like, "Oh!" And my my brother was probably five or six inches taller than my dad at that time, but he was a bricklayer, so he had a lot of upper body strength. Probably had great and, great grip strength. Yeah, and incredible rage yep. because of all the pent upness of being a Mormon. So there was there was yeah, one he, he went at it. One thing I've learned uh, in my years of moshing is that there's like a lot of tough guys, and there's like a lot of dudes you think you don't want it with. The angriest people on earth are manual laborers, like roofers oh, yeah. and bricklayers. Like they would just come to shows and mosh, and you could tell they didn't know any of the music. Yeah, and then every once in a while, like shit popped off. They're they just they're just beat red and wind burned from working outside all day, yeah. and now they're just like hopped up on Budweisers and they're ready to throw. Yeah, it and they have all the well. stamina in the world. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they, they of their jobs. It did not go when well. I, when I was a construction worker, like. I was, I mean, I just all day long, like I'd be beat at the end of the day, but like if there was a show or something, I wasn't the type of guy that got in there and like tried to hurt people, but I was always up for it. Like I, I really did have pretty incredible stamina back in those uh, labor in days. Yeah, no, push pitting, push pitting on Mondays at Peabody's definitely more often than not turned into a yeah. roadhouse out in the, out on East 21st Street. R.I.P. in peace. Oh, this is the best. I love RIPMP. So, self-care. So, internet-based self-care is the greatest toxin to the youth of America in this day and age by far. It's become the most perverted. Give give me an explanation of what you're talking about here. It's just, Tommy, you can probably fill in better than I could on this. It's just when you see the memes... That just are people posting about self care or protecting one's own space. That you're like, no, you're just using this as a license to be a dickhead. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, and in, in my it, it used to be, uh, people would hide behind astrology mm-hmm. for shit like this, and now it's moved into the self care world where it's like, you know, you're like, oh, someone that's too much for like. I don't want to be with somebody that I'm I'm too much for. If it's the right person, I'll be just yeah, it's right. Like, it's like if I'm, if I'm, I'm like, too no, much, go find like, less. I think, yeah. I think yeah. what you're doing is uh, you're you're an asshole, and you don't want to take responsibility oh, yeah. for being an asshole. Mm-hmm. And when someone stands up to you and says, "Hey, I quit being an asshole," you go, "Oh, you just can't handle me." Yeah, if you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. Yeah, <laughs> and then it's just like, it's just. That combined with motivational speakers has become my new favorite genre of comedy. Yeah, you, you do love the The bald guys yeah. with, like, the size too small polo shirt, and they're clearly on TRT, and they're just yelling about cutting the bullshit out and raising standards. And then at no point do they ever even explain what they sell. It's culty. It's very culty. So, oh, it's that's absolutely a cult. It's a cult people that's love for, a cult. like, divorced men. <laughs> watching, watching grown men... Reclaim their masculinity in groups where they all wear the same shirts. Actually, this just starts a lot, a lot like hardcore now. But same, same, same vibe. Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, like there's like um there's like one guy in specific that like entered my t- TikTok algorithm, and his name is Elliot Andy Elliot, and it's like the classic. Like he's just a dude that's like he just like he just has a dude get on stage. He goes, take your shirt off. Just take your shirt off, and then he grabs like his like. The guy's loving it. He's like, he's like, are you okay with this? Are you comfortable looking like this? And then the guy's like, no. And he goes, well, clearly not enough. And I'm like crying, laughing. Where I'm like, <laughs> no amount of money in the world is worth standing up on stage and having another grown man. Right. Right. Use, you know, like, yeah. like, I'm like, this is like performance art to me. Right. And if he would, if he's doing that to me, I'm definitely giving him a Pillsbury. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't, I can't not do funny things in that situation. And also, like, to to teach people that their worth is based on whether or not they have abs because the guy wasn't a fat guy 
Yeah. Like I the guy, he, he was like, oh, he looked just like any Midwestern normal, dude. Yeah. yeah. And like, and probably in better shape than some dudes. Like he was just like, like he wasn't a, a, a big fat guy is what I'm saying. Like just he, like if, if I had his body, I'd be happy to have that body. Yeah. I, I, uh, that was the funniest part though. Yeah. Like he wasn't, a, he was not and then it's like, Would you want your kids to have this body? <laughs> don't you want your kids to be hot? He's like, you know what? I don't, I don't, I want my kids to have abs. Yeah. And then the guy, the guy, the, I was like, I just always give people too much benefit of the doubt because people like that and any sort of just like motivational speaker, I'm like, this is just, a, this has got to be a performance artist. Like, well, this has got to be comedy. And he, he he's in on the joke. But the, and unfortunately, what it is, is uh, he just knows how to take advantage of people. And it, so it's not a, like, like it's a not leader. a bit. It's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, you know, like a cult leader. Like, and people uh, like to be sold things. People like to be feel like they're a part of something. And it's one of those things that I've never quite bought into. Be, like, I don't, like, I want to be, you know, like, to a, to a light degree, I like being a part of something. Mm-hmm. But I don't want it to become my personality. I'm not a big club right. guy. Yeah. I'm just not. Yeah, that's the kind of the, but there's a lot of people that that's, the only place they get a sense of self is from other people. Belonging, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's that's to an extent. Like when you when you come up in hardcore punk music, like we did, mm-hmm. um, you just don't like. I just watch dudes later in life that get into this goofiness, and I'm like, oh, you just forgot to get into punk rock when you were young. And yeah. Now, yeah. Now well, this well, is like this even... is like your hardcore show to go get yell. You're going yelling, you know, about. Some and raising standards and other vague platitudes. Mm-hmm. And that's the interesting thing about fandom is you have someone like Taylor Swift, who is a very talented person at what she does. If like, you say so. I'm, I'm, I'm joking. I'm yeah. Joking. Like, I'm not, <laughs> I don't listen to her music. It doesn't resonate with me, but it obviously resonates with people. Yeah. But within that fandom, there is a, like, to, to be a Swifty and to be that dedicated to her is almost a competition amongst them where they're it's, it's not just about the music, but it's about being a bigger fan of Taylor Swift than the rest of the Taylor Swift fans that, you know, yeah, or at least like bringing them up to your level. And like, and almost like, you know, and, and it's not, it's, I wouldn't say it's toxic, but I think it can be. Oh yeah, I think I mean, it can shit, get to that. That shit's point. rampant in the Star Wars fandom and any yeah. like, any sci-fi fandom, right? Yeah. Where it's like I'm like, do you enjoy this? I go, do you enjoy this, or did you just need an identity? Like, <laughs> well, and, and or did you want a personality? And that's the thing is because you can kind of develop that that personality where you are those you know you are something to those people in that group. Uh, it's hard to extract the good things from that and then use it in your day to day life. Yeah, I mean, I, and that's I, I think that's what a lot more people need to do is 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 having some sort of balance within that and go like, okay, like yes, I'm upset about this shitty Star Wars movie, but am I going to let that ruin things for me? Am I going to be toxic to the actors and the people that worked on this, or can I just go? I didn't like that that much. I'm not going to give them as much money right now. Yeah, I, like, I, and, and I, I just don't. I, I'm very thankful that I think I understood who I was at a young age, and it didn't involve identifying as a fan of something. Yeah, yeah. Like I want to make that stuff that people are fans of, and fans are important. Like in, right. in like rap, being a rabid fan of stuff, like it's a good thing. I don't want to shit all over it. It's just when you get that toxic edge lord component, right. Of where you have to prove to everybody you're the biggest fan and you're mm-hmm. a bigger fan than that person. Well, and then when, when the people that are creating are taking advantage of that too and be like, Oh, you you gotta get these, you know, exclusive things. They're like they're constantly being sold to. Yeah. And then they're and they're like, Oh, I need I need all this stuff. And like that's one mm-hmm. thing that I I really don't like being sold to. And I don't like I mean, obviously I'll buy the things that I wanna buy, but like when I see someone do like their fourth reissue, like fifth color of this album. I'm like, a yeah, I'm good, man. Yeah. I don't need, I don't need every. You don't, you don't have to keep re-releasing this as a, is a different color. Yeah, I yeah. know people that have the same shit just in the different releases, whether yeah. it be a color change or whatever. And I'm like, I just can't justify spending the money on that. Yeah, 
I feel like hardcore more than ever. Hardcore more than ever has uh, become a very collectorsy type of thing, and that's yeah. that's, well, that's just an observation. That also, I don't judge it. That also has to do with how people are making money right now. Is you're not making it through uh, sale sales album sales and yeah streams. album sales like you used to. Streams streaming revenue sucks. Yeah, and then you got a tour, and that can be really tough. Taylor Swift so, is literally the only person I think that makes any money off streaming. Or yeah, a, an artist on that level, right? And even that should be <clears throat> a lot more. Well, I mean, the yeah. thing is, like, so like, yeah, album sales, especially for like middle of the road bands, mm-hmm. you know, that weren't super famous, that's never made them any money. It made right. labels money, and then so merch has always been the life's blood of. Right punk and, and hardcore bands and metal bands and stuff and then yeah i just feel like especially since covid i think it's it's gotten exponentially way more, more yeah commercialized yeah. um i never see a dime off any of that as a designer right <laughs> it's the mm. worst fucking market on the face of the planet for a designer yeah it's Your one-time fee baby no um well this is kind of interesting to get into and i won't go deep into it i'll either one from uh it just was like yeah, for years yeah. they would they would they they knew that there was thousands literally thousands of kids with like Photoshop on their computer. Yeah. So these merchandisers would get these licenses through bands, you know, especially like when Warp Tour was huge, and they would basically just mass email designers and say, "Hey, you want to design for Fallout Boy? We'll pay you two hundred dollars for an accepted design." Yeah. And then so it's like, so you're just not paying for you're just you're just getting free design work, and then yeah. if the band approves something, you're going to pay me a hilariously small amount of money. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yep, or you can go fuck off. Yeah. And then it was like, because it was like this predatory thing and for you know kids in their 20s and maybe even teenagers, it just like, it just it destroyed a, an industry or, or any opportunity for designers to make money with that yeah. in that world. Needless to say, I don't do it much anymore, aside so anyway, from typo negative. If you want to be a one percenter with abs, what you need to do is <laughs> like, subscribe, and share to the Bill Squire Show and vote for us in Cleveland Scenes Best Of. Oh, yeah. There you go. There you go. Anal but, sex and merchandise. I, I want to go back to the uh, like the self-care thing a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like we, we could, didn't get yeah, we didn't really nearly get good enough job on that. Too much into that, but... Um, I don't know. I I think therapy is a wonderful thing. I think I think addressing your mental health and in, in leading a healthy lifestyle is very important. I just don't think that if you're f- subscribing to memes as your only source of data on it, it's not conducive to achieving any of that. So here's here's one thing that was sent to me that kind of kicked off the idea to uh, talk about this topic, and it's someone on their story uh, posted. Reminder, you will never be too much for the right people. And what I don't like about this is there's people that have genuine mental health situations and they're working on it. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like those are the people that post things like this. I think this is done by people that are narcissistic and they are selfish. And so they'll post something like this to try and justify those attributes rather than actually doing a self-assessment and being like, I, I should, uh, there's the, some of this falls back on me. And those are the people that I feel like are more self-diagnosing, not yeah. even. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. An oh, actual the, diagnosis. I mean, those people, yeah. self-care is so like the, the self-care, self-help, whatever this is, is so much self-diagnosis that it, it, muddies the waters on what mental health is i mean it kind of started when people started using ocd as like like oh i'm kind of quirky or i'm uh obsessive about how things are are set up in my kitchen and stuff like that and kind of bastardizing an actual disorder that can be crippling for people and now people do wipe their asses with these diagnoses yeah, all the time. Like autism is like one where I feel like we've, like, the floodgates gave with that, and now oh, yeah. autism's just used as like a weird adjective. Yeah, like, like I don't know where the just, line if is. If you just say yeah, I'm on the spectrum, yeah. people go ah, that's that's why. Well, well, yeah, dude, it's it's. <laughs> I mean, it's literally become like a, a part of the meme yeah. vernacular. So I I don't know. It's it's all very, it's all very weird. You should go to therapy. You should do it in private. You should really not. 
you know, you don't really need to share your fucking mental health journey with the world if you don't want to. If you want to, great. Well, I Make think sure there's the nothing wrong slap. with I'm with not sharing. that didn't come out right. <laughs> yeah. No, that none about what I just said was right yeah. at all. Um, I think sharing with the world is is absolutely okay because it can help open the door for somebody that might be afraid to to take those steps towards it. Yeah. Because yeah, that was I don't know yeah. why the fuck I worded that the way I did. That but when was it, irresponsible. But when it kind of comes from a, like a judgmental standpoint or a not working on yourself, like you were saying, yeah. like the you'll never be too much for somebody, you know, the yeah. right person. That's kind of when. When you have issues with that, yeah. posting your stuff online. Like, yeah, I have no issues. I have a handful of friends that have genuine autism diagnoses, but I also know other people that use the term loosely, and I'm mm. like, I think we all are just weird, and we're meant to be weird. Yeah. Doesn't need to be a diagnosis. Well, and, and there's a lot of people that are so terrified of being weird. Like, they're, I think, and this kind of goes back to the other stuff about being accepted by a group where people feel so motivated to be like rated similar to people that either they went to college with or high school and and you know I have a friend going through that right now because of a situation that that they're in they they had to move home and they had to you know and and they keep talking about how they feel like a failure and I was like well you you didn't take an easy road like there's people that you know they go to college and then they get a very safe job and you went into the arts. So when you go into the arts, you have to be willing to have those downs because that's the only way you can get back up. Like you, you can't, like it, you're going to have more of those experiences and it doesn't mean it hurts less, but you have to acknowledge that they're, they're going to happen. And it doesn't mean you're a failure. It just means you're, you're in a, a low part rather than the high part. And they have to take into consideration that people should not at least be posting their whole entire world online. Right. So you don't necessarily know what well, somebody it, else is going through either. Right. And also the the comparative nature that we have mm-hmm. seeing other people doing things is absolutely devastating to somebody that is in a low moment. Mm-hmm. So when you, you are going on Instagram and you're seeing people that are appear to have money or appear to have all these amazing things and they're not showing you the struggles that are going on in their life or if they are they're turning it into content and, and whatever like it it just can be very uh desensitizing to what you've actually got through in your life and and giving yourself credit for actual work that you've done or or work that you need to do because you're just throwing yourself uh, up against people that haven't been through what you've been through. You don't know if they have help from their parents. You don't know how they're getting what they got. And and even if it's all just through genuine hard work, there's still luck involved in that. There, yeah, therapy. I've had three different therapists. Mm-hmm. I fired the one because I just felt like he was just texting the group chat about me after. Because no. I would talk to him and, like, he was new. I don't think I could ever his... have a man therapist. Hmm? I don't think I could ever have a male therapist. Um, I've had actually no. I've had four therapists, and therapy. three of them have been men. And this one, in particular, I'm only. He was a trans man. Yeah. And I, I, there was only material to the story because I thought it was like, well, that's an interesting perspective. Yeah. I was like, let's kick the tires on this guy. Mm. And then so like. I would sit down with him and I'd talk about like you know I was getting over a, a breakup and he was like he would lean in and listen and I was like so then she texted me this in the middle of the night so I text back and he goes oh wow and he's like I was go I feel like this this you're dude's, too interested in this you're like too entertained by <laughs> yeah. this right now and I'm not getting like any I know like a therapist isn't gonna solve your problem for you but I wasn't getting like any active <laughs> yeah. listening. Yeah, you're it was just, just you're, like it was like I felt like he he was just like popcorn. Like he's like, know. oh shit, that's crazy. See you next week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, he goes, you want to come? You want to come in like sucks. again? This yeah, week? yeah. Uh, it, it, you know. And then COVID happened, and then I had to go to tele teletherapy, and I cried every day for fucking months. So that was fun. I burned a lot of calories crying mm. over Zoom. Ooh. Burning calories, crying. I bought a I bought a ring light, and it was the only thing I was using it for was therapy sessions. That's hilarious. <laughs> I was like, I go, so and I was like, oh, I look pretty good, I was staring at my fucking face, drowning in my own stupid feelings. Are you have you been doing talk therapy at all, Thomas? I tried once, uh, like when I was dating Miles. 
just like to yeah. kind of talk through it because it was like a new thing and mm. I kind of hated it. Yeah. I don't know if it was just not a good therapist for me. She didn't really like prompt at all. Right. Like just wanted me to talk and I'm like, I don't fucking know. Right. Mm. So that kind of, I ended up not continuing it with that, but. I like journal and yeah. stuff. That kind of helps. I think that's me. very. I mean, I'm a think, very analytical person. Like mm-hmm. I know a lot like of the anal talk. Yeah, anal. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I I know a lot of my fucking emotions and stuff. Yeah. Like I know how to so when you take say, myself back. But, but when you say you're analytical, like what exactly do you mean? I could just like talk head? through. Like if I'm having a meltdown, that's a very emotional one that you I can know kind is of heightened. Separate. I can talk myself. Okay, if. If this is, what are you worried about? Yeah. What's the worst that's going to happen if this happens? What's the worst if this happens okay. kind of thing? And kind of just talk so myself out of it. So you have some coping skills when yeah, you're saying yeah. to deal with the panic or anxiety that you're you're dealing with. Yeah, or if it's just or depression. very, yeah, yeah, depression and stuff like that. I can identify that I'm in it and I know it's not going to be consistent and persistent. Mm-hmm. So I just started journaling that way to kind of get it out because... yeah. I don't have people to talk to in my weird, you know, the poly stuff is very, you know, very specific. Yes. Yeah. You don't have like a network of people to talk to about it. It's still so hard to me because every kind of like non-monogamous relationship is built different. And when I genuinely don't care what other people think about the people I'm going to be dating. So like Mm -hmm. me going to somebody I know there's going to be feelings on their end mm-hmm. and judgment and I know and th- and that's kind of where I go back to like being analytical is like me going to talk to somebody I'm going to still make the same fucking choice that my brain tells me to do at the end of the day so right. let me kind of write it out talk do it myself I don't know yeah, G- I, yeah journaling didn't do any I tried no. doing it I could it didn't yeah. do anything for me I mean some no. people you know I obviously I, I work with yeah i think there's health, like, some people that it works very well for yeah. like mm-hmm. mary's a big journaler yeah and like it works it mm-hmm. helps her for yeah. me again it's not something that like because i feel like i there's nothing i can't talk about one way or another yeah, but yeah. just for like in my life so sometimes all i want is to just not talk yeah like yeah. that's like a really big thing for me and being on the other side of my last relationship where she was a word vomit engineer, mm-hmm. like just everything, every thought in her head, like came out all the time. It was it was really difficult at times to just be like, "Hey, I I need you to not talk." Yeah, Brandon <laughs> like, I and need, I are both. Can you not <laughs> like you? Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're like that. But I well, I think yeah. I think I don't. I have the luxury of sharing my feelings and expressing myself literally at all hours of the day through like a lot of my work and stuff, mm-hmm. and I just don't. Well, that that helps me too through like, yeah. through comedy and stuff like that. I, I the one thing that I've had to do is say, okay, let's process it first before we try and make it jokes. Mm-hmm. Let's let's actually go through this stuff and not just be like, yeah, you're hurt, and hurt brings funny. Mm-hmm. Let's actually go at this situation say what do we what did we feel where are we at where where are we going what are we doing all these different things and then we'll revisit it to farm it for material down the road but let's not just always use humor to de-escalate the situation within yourself it's interesting to to keep yourself from having uh too sad a thought because you're 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 like yeah, but isn't it ironic? And you can you can you can turn put a twist on it and make it into something funny. Yeah, I can't do shit when I'm depressed. Like like yeah. when I like when I turn the corner on it and I'm past it, then I can get the, I can use well, it to express. But like when I'm depressed, you know, I'm I, useless. I'm the same way that way. It's just I know what I'm see, getting myself into. See, I've, 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 depression has been so prevalent in my life. And was so closely tied to my creative process early on that it it wasn't even like I wasn't even acknowledging that I was depressed. I mean that that's what so much of my religious upbringing was is like I don't feel good, and I don't know, and it's and I had all this depression, and all of it was tied to religion. So when I got over the religious aspect of it and like started putting that stuff behind me. I was like, why am I just so happy and, like, able to to go on with my life? It's like, oh, because 
I'm not worrying about these things that I can't control, that I don't believe in. I'm not questioning myself why I don't believe in them. I'm just accepting who I am and just letting that be life. And I think there's so many people that are trying to figure out how to be the person that either their parents want them to be or society wants them to be, that they don't just embrace who they actually are and and just let that what whatever baseline you are uh be uh you know be your personality and be be happiness like you don't have to be rich or famous or like like bring it down to like do i have basic necessities do i have friends do i do i laugh every day do i cry sometimes like all these things that are make you human is what happiness is. Happiness yep. isn't always just being like smiles, but happiness is being uh, aware of, you know, there's going to be good and bad, and I'm just going to, you know, deal with it. And it's gonna, yeah, and it's going to yeah. be, and it's going to be okay. I don't like it's. Yeah. It took me 43 years to come to the realization that worrying is a pointless exercise, and mm-hmm. it's like wasn't easy for me to turn the corner. But one day I just go, what What are we fixing by worrying about this? Right, and it's like. Maybe, you know, well, and 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 but also, I think a thing about worrying is how much am I worrying because of things that I've done? How much am I worrying because of, you know, like a thing for me is money. Mm-hmm. Like, I make pretty good money, but I'm also really like, as much as I'm good at making money, I'm so much better at spending it. <laughs> like, I'm in fucking incredible at spending money. You know, who says money can't buy, ha- who never says money can't buy happiness? Poor people. Poor people, right. Rich people are the only people that ever say that shit. Yeah. No, but so uh, the the stresses that I've had with money in the past have- These women are like just fucking watching us like we're like- Yeah, super sad. Like animals at the zoo. But- uh, No, you're okay. So like having money problems and, and being careless with my money is no one's fault but my own. Oh, I'm so good at spending. I know, and it's and I it's and I so love bad, it. Dude. It's so I bad. love it. It's Spending so money is awesome. Yeah. Okay, but man, I had this. I had literally took a look at like my credit cards last week, and I go, "We gotta chill the, the fuck, fuck out." <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of <laughs> where I was because, like, it's I'm like, what am I? So, like, cutting out things that are, it's just me being lazy, mm-hmm. like the Uber Eats and stuff like that, where it's just so much just bullshit fees and stuff like that and not buying as many shoes. And so whatever it, it is to just get more control of that, you go, okay. So I had all this anxiety about money. I had I was worrying about money. Uh, and then I took these steps to get on track, and they're working, so I got to give myself credit for that. Now I'm not going to uh, do what I do in the past and be like, hey, you earned a little reward, and I buy a $200 pair of shoes. Like you can't, you, you Give know, and, and I still allow myself to do that from time to time, but it's just in specific, like I don't need every pair I have like, like I used yeah, to. I, I have like a, a, the circle of shame with that yeah. because stuff like my weight and money is always directly attributed to my lack of control. Yeah. And then I don't like feeling that way. Yeah. And then I'm also Jewish and I carry the guilt and then I beat myself up about it. Yeah. So that's like the lifelong cycle mm-hmm. of. Just be and like, hey, you're Jewish and you don't have as much money as you should. I'm really bad. At being, I'm a bad like my, Nick White always goes. He goes. He goes. How the fuck are you this bad at being Jewish? And I go. I just. I don't. It's. I got no excuse other than sometimes I like living free. Yeah. But right. it is. It, it, you know. And then it's like. It's like when you don't want to step on the scale because you know you've been put on weight. Yeah. It's like you don't want to look in your bank. Oh, dude, I'm the they, worst at that. Yeah, you don't look at your bank account because you know like. If you can't confront these things, you can't. And then when you actually look at them. Then you can fix it, and it's yeah. never the big albatross that you think it is. But it, but it feels like that from time to time, and then so so then you start lashing out at other situations in your life, you know, whether it be through anger or just like ah, I'll deal with it when I have to deal with it. And you keep indulging too much, or or, or whatever. It or may you be. go to your bar you own part of and get hammered, um, yeah. with your dog. Not on a Tuesday. <clears throat> well, there's a reason cop. I'm not doing that too. Yeah, you're in, I walked into that one. Yeah. Um, no, it's it's that's just the life for all the for all the burdens I've lessened my soul of. There's still that one. Yeah, you know? 
What and what? I guess if if I was going to wrap this up in a way that could make it somewhat useful is self care is nothing without self awareness. Mm-hmm. A thousand so, percent, yeah. yeah. So if you are doing things or, or or trying to, you know, change your life for the better, and you're not taking inventory of how you how you directly are affecting these parts of your life, whether it be your diet or your mental health or your financial situation, and taking responsibility for your the carelessness and the laziness that's in there, then uh, you're you're just pushing it off on excuses. And uh, self awareness is the only reason I'm anywhere in life. Right. That's about the only thing I'm good well, at. Well, and that's that's the thing that so many people struggle with when they get into comedy because they they think they're so much funnier than they are. And then they get kicked in the dick by audiences because the audiences don't think they're that funny. And instead of Say, trying to even that out and go like, okay, I'm going to be as funny as I think I am to this audience and they're going to get it. They, they just go, ah, I can't, I can't do it. And so they either give up or they don't change anything and just say, they're like, fuck it. They don't know what's funny. This exactly. is funny. Right. And you're not actually, you're not acknowledging the 50% yeah. massive component in the room you must right. face. Well, that's, that's the thing. Like, I know there's bits that I have that are incredibly funny, but they don't hit all the time mm-hmm. because they are such a delicate rope to walk to get the audience to uh, complete that transaction. And that's really fun for me. Like, I don't mind a joke not working if I know it can work. Mm-hmm. And then when I get it to work and then I get it to where I want it to be, where it's consistent, uh, I'm like, like, the that that brings me so much appreciation to knowing that something that would not get a laugh is now consistently getting a laugh and i i put in that work versus something that i write and is pretty funny right off the bat uh i like i like the the process of that and i think that's another thing is people uh they we we love results but we don't we hate process mm-hmm. and when you get into a, an appreciation of process and treat that uh, like a reward, like like I get to work like for you. If you like, I'm getting to work on a cool project. Just that that process is the reward. Yeah, if you think there's a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow doing anything creative professionally, you are in for a very very sad and bad. Well, and life. that's you know like Mary is one of the most talented, funniest people, and so I get her impatience with. Uh, the you know the, the the career that she wants and she wants to be at this super high level and I get it because she deserves it but if you can't appreciate the process to get there it's gonna make you crazy it's a path to misery yeah I mean you have to you know this will sound like the most entrepreneur bro speak but it's like oh d- this the whole past is- ten minutes has been yeah. a <laughs> lot of that yeah dude we're I very self aware mm-hmm. of that too and no right. like but, but you- buy some supplements uh, yeah. we got a new store. <laughs> <laughs> Ginkgo biloba. Yeah. Uh, no, the the, the reward should make is the up work an itself. old eighty six supplement. <gasps> <laughs> I think people do someone's. I don't. Know. We'll, just, we'll make a dick pill. It'll be fun. <laughs> Proprietary we'll old eighty six. We'll dick pills for women. <laughs> old eighty dicks pills. <laughs> old eighty dicks pills. Oh Damn, my that's god, good. that's pretty good. Hmm. I'll talk with Will about it. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, you, the, the reward is the work. Yeah. And if you don't love doing the work, you're yeah. just gonna. If you're sitting around in a band and you're 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 working and and you and you just want like a label deal or you just want yeah. like the big tour, you're gonna be fucking miserable. Well, and that's you know you got to build to that shit, but that can't be the only focus, and you you can't be obsessed with the rewards. And I think when you're you know. We, we all work in creative fields. Yeah. And I think when it, yours is extra personal, Tommy, because it is literally your body. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why you do when you you do you go through what you go through to do these photo sessions and stuff like that. And your friends got the book coming out. Yes. And it. like the amount of excitement that I felt just through you sharing that post, mm-hmm. like it, it made me so happy because I know how much work those 
photo shoots and in all all the stuff you do, the the costuming and the makeup and uh, yeah, whatever you know you want to call it, uh, to to go in there and see it published and see it real, and it's not just some like yes, there is a uh, SW aspect to it, mm-hmm. but there is true art and beauty and passion that that went into it too, and I loved seeing like you get excited for that. Yes, yeah. I'm especially excited for Heather just because, like, she has, I think it's over 200 or a 200-page book. Yeah. Like, that's just yeah, so much work. Yeah, can you talk about work. it a little, Like, sell it. Tell, tell people about it. It's just an erotic photography book. Pants? Was I've it, seen it. He, he has seen it, I yeah. Lent, uh, I lent some words of, uh, I don't think it's going in the foreword. I think it's more, like, for marketing purposes, but, yeah, mm-hmm. I... It's it was in something they they just sent it out. You're, okay, cool. You're you're in there somewhere. And no, anyways, they um, yeah, it's it's gorgeous. Like it's yeah. uh um, and it's but it is it is strange and weird for me to sort of you know like I was looking looking through it. There's a weirdness to when you're looking at porn when your friends are in it. Yeah, People yeah. You know are in it. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, smut. I love that. It is a really good smut. smut. I don't feel bad calling Smutty. it smut, but that's. I it, mean, yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, no, dude, I don't know. No, but yeah, I think no. it's like you're taking smut back, like smut. Yes, fuck yeah, yeah. hell yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's very cool. I'm very excited. It is awesome. How, do, how can is it out or is it not yet? Soon? No, okay. they just released the pre-order. You can buy that now. John um, Nick's literally just texted me about the release party. Oh, did he at, hey, at the bar? Okay. And how can uh, people find it? Uh, I don't know John's link. You didn't. Te- <laughs> she didn't. <laughs> but wasn't it? On it's your on story? my story. Yeah, yeah but I'm trying, let me go to it. I'm trying to think of what John's website is with an X. Oh, books, yeah, but cool. I don't know if it's if there's books in it. Um, Sorry, guys. This is yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, yeah. John just messaged me too. That's funny. with an X books dot com. With an X. Yes. Okay. With and yes there's another book that i'm in it's john's book on his uh it's a pretty one yes it's awesome it's uh just a ton of models you're gonna see just naked people porn actual porn in there yeah i don't want to spoil i'm not gonna spoil spoil it but yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. i was like well it looks like we'll probably be having heather on the show because that's what john just hit me up yes yay I i would love to do that awesome um uh we will not be having mark price on the show <laughs> heard that's a conversation i uh yeah, I just, don't want to have but yeah, no that's fine uh how do you okay. know him i don't know oh, him. somebody asked for you. i i'm doing an event with him there's a double feature at the lorraine palace theater yeah so oh, okay mo- yeah yeah the there's promoter, nothing wrong with him i have no problem with him. I might no just mark fletcher yeah, the promoter yeah, yeah. who put it all together yeah. it's a really cool event yeah um and I, he reached out to me about, and I'm such a moron. He wanted, I thought he wanted to introduce me to Mark Price, who played Skippy on Family's Ties, and uh-huh. he stars in this movie, yeah. Trick or Treat, they're showing. Hmm. I was like, yeah, I would love to meet him. <laughs> and then he's like, so what do you think? He was like asking about getting him on the show. I go, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I, I'm like, I'm, full disclosure, like, I'm very close to having just like a complete breakdown, like, work. Work and and everything has just ground me to a nub, and and I'm not on my A game with anything right now. I'm just well. Not. Uh, what you need to do is first of all come over here and take off your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> is this okay? Do you think this you is okay? okay with this? <laughs> uh, uh, something I can say to pants mm-hmm. only on this show. <laughs> we spend a lot of time. Only, yeah. Yeah. We do spend a lot of time shirtless with you, with each other. Tom yeah. Tommy's not you know the only one that's. We're shirtless for different reasons. Yes, yeah. yeah. Oh. Yep, I really stuck the landing on that one. Oh, one thing, <laughs> going back to, all right, one last kind of fun thing. Uh, one of the girls that went swimming, uh, just, she was wearing like a one piece and just like flashed me her boobs and like, it was just cool. Like, you know, you don't get a lot of girls that are doing that uh, in the pool because I think they're afraid that they're like, someone's going to see him, but she was just like, and I was but like, she was a fun girl. She's so fun. Hell yeah. And she likes a thumb in her butt. We love fun girls, thumb <laughs> girls. Who doesn't? Well, I don't like a thumb in my butt, but that's a different story for a different that's time. That's a Fonzie type thing. Yeah. I'll take a well trimmed finger. It's just fine. Uh, weird. I'm not I don't think here. I've ever, I don't think I've ever, like a thumb just seems weird. My fingers have not been in any men holes. <laughs> Ever? Yeah, no men holes. Nah, I think when you go, I, I think guess. when you go to Jersey, you should change that. I, I men, guess. Men, yeah. men holes. 
It's not. Yeah. Not fun. <laughs> that doesn't sound like my kind of and fun. And what I want. I want you to stick a pinky in his penis hole. No! Ah, I hate that. Ah, I hate that so much. Do no, don't do that. But yeah, give him, like a, give him a little finger up the butt while you're blowing him. He'll, he'll be like, every guy. Um, I, Never done that? One, no, no, no guys that I've been with uh, have been, have no, asked. They don't ask. They don't ask. Guys don't want to no ask. ask for, no asks guys, ever. Guys don't want to ask for it, it, but they kind of no, want see, it. No, yeah. see. Guys that I'm with, I feel like they, they're okay with talking about what they want because they have no issues with other things. Asking. All right. But I also often have my nails, so maybe that's kind of that's intimidating. Also, yes. Maybe that's intimidating. Yes. Like, yeah, you, you, you usually do I have. usually do have them. Yeah, you but. do have the claws most of the time. So. Huh. Maybe I'll show up without nails. We'll see what happens. Show up without nails. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I really hope Tommy gets to finger a dude on this trip. <laughs> I want that for you, if that's what you want for yourself. I want you to first finger a Jersey guy. Yeah, finger a Jersey. Go get, go get, get your, go finger in Jersey. In his pee hole. In his pee hole. Not his pee hole. While it's a Sopranos, Sopranos theme is playing. We'll see. Let's go play Hot Wings. We will see you guys next week at Tommy LC. That's me. Please. And then turn on notifications. Yeah. And hit the little bell. At Old old eighty six bar. Old eighty six bar. Got the, the DJ Insta. coming, and then uh, Alan Clump. Yeah, turn on. So sad. Might as well jump. Notifications and vote for the Bill Squire Show and Cleveland Scenes Best of. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.